0: Today's episode of Locked On Eagles is brought to you by the Peacock and Williamson Podcast. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked Ons Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever. You get your podcast. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Eagles fans? Welcome into another edition of your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. It's Locked on Eagles, as always, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. Louis DiBiase joining you on this Tuesday edition of the show. Guys, it's episode number two this week of Five, a show Monday through Friday. Download it into your phone when you subscribe to Lockdown Eagles, wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google, the Odyssey app, Stitcher, Spotify, you name it. We are available wherever you get your shows. Five days a week, even during the dead zone of the offseason where the news is slower. And then we headed to Twitter right after to talk birds at Lockdown Birds and at DBSI LOE. My co-host Gino Camilleri, he's got a busy day today, so he has the day off. You can hit him up on Twitter as well, though, at gc 24 underscore football the Eagles hit the field today the practice field at the NovaCare complex for OTAs by the way before I get into what we're going to talk about today absolutely love the practice jerseys they're rocking right now and I say that's jersey not jersey they're rocking those like I used to have those black Eagles jerseys In 2010, I had a Michael Vick one. I had a Jeremy Macklin. I never really bought jerseys. That's at least what these practice jerseys remind me of. They are just jerseys, right? It looks like they're like those NBA, you know, t-shirt jerseys. And that's what I used to buy as a kid because I struck out so many times on buying Eagles jerseys. I would buy Donovan McNabb the year he got traded to Washington. And then I thought, oh, Kevin Cobb's going to be the guy. So I buy a Kevin Cobb jersey. What happens? Kevin Cobb gets hurt. That week one game against Green Bay and Michael Vick takes over. Now I use that Kevin Cobb jersey actually as a cutoff uh, tank top that I work out in. So that didn't really work out that well. I bought a Namdi Asamoah jersey. Eventually, I'm like, all right, that's it. I'm just buying jerseys, right? I'm not buying any more jerseys unless it's like a vintage guy or it's a star that I know that even if they're gone right now, it'll be worth it. So I have like LaShawn McCoy jerseys, you know, Deshaun Jackson, Corey Clement, who just signed with the New York Giants, even though it didn't work out after 2017. He's a Super Bowl hero. I have Nick Foles. Those are all worth it to me, right? Carson Wentz. But anytime I bought a fresh new guy that was exciting but unproven, on the Eagles at least, it never worked out. So jerseys were my thing. And the Eagles are rocking those at the Novacare Complex. And it was good to see everybody out on the field today, veterans, young players. It is a nice mix of this 2021 Eagles roster. On yesterday's show, we talked about who is this offense going to run through, not named Jalen Hurts, right? We know this is one of the best offensive lines in football that Philadelphia has. We know that the offense and the team always runs through the quarterback. But now that Zach Hurts is likely, he's going to be gone. That was the guy that your offense revolved around, like was the guy you went to in big situations that teams knew was going to be the guy that was targeted the most, From 2015 to 2020, you knew it was Zach Ertz. Now that Zach Ertz is going to be gone, who is going to be that guy? Not the guy that leads the team in the box score every week that has the best stats at the end of the year, but who is the offense going to revolve around that the defense always has to keep an eye on? It revolves around, he is the heartbeat of the offense, at least from a skill position standpoint. Is it Dallas Goddard? Is it Devontae Smith? Is it Miles Sanders? Could it be Jalen Rager in year two? Right, We got into that on yesterday's show. It was a great discussion, so go check out that episode of LOE. And then that kind of got us right at the end of the podcast talking about another topic when it comes to specifically Jalen Rager. And we talked about if Jalen Rager is coming into 2021 with a changed expectation about what he's supposed to be on this offense, a changed role in year two after being a first-round pick in 2020, since now Devontae Smith was taken to be the wide receiver one of the future. Would that change your view of the Jalen Rager pick if he now becomes what I compared it to as 2017, 2018, and 2020 Nelson Aguilar? Will that kind of consistent player in the slot One of the best deep threats in the league from inside, he is a damn good wide receiver two, wide receiver three. Will that change if that's all Jalen Rager is? But he does it very well. Like he's getting 750 yards a year, six, seven touchdowns, consist or you know, four or five, but a lot of them are for 30, 40 plus yards, right? If he turns into that kind of player, Nelson Aguilar in 2017, but it's consistent throughout the majority of Rager's career. Will that be enough to justify the pick in 2020 or at least not call it a bust? It was a very interesting dynamic that we got into at the end of the show. Like, do we see Nelson Aguilar as a first round bust in 2015? I mean, I personally don't. The guy was the best receiver on the field. In a Super Bowl, right? He had nine catches that game, and he was the best deep threat the year you won a Super Bowl. And he also made huge plays late in 2018 when it mattered most. And then he was very good with the Raiders last year as well before cashing in this offseason with New England. So I certainly wouldn't say he was a bust of a pick in 2015, but he didn't end up being what Chip Kelly took him to be, which was the future wide receiver one, the replacement for Deshaun Jackson, who chip cut at the end of 2013, and at the end of 2014, he let Jeremy Macklin walk. Like those were your two Z receivers, your deep threats, and Chip Kelly let both go. So Nelly didn't end up being what Chip Kelly imagined him to be. But that doesn't necessarily mean it was a bust of a pick. It's kind of in the middle. And I feel like that's what would happen with Rager here if he becomes Nelson Aguilar. It definitely wouldn't make the pick seem like an amazing one, especially since Justin Jefferson, Brandon Ayuk, and others are becoming that wide receiver one that Rager didn't, at least in year one, so you felt the need to go after Devontae Smith in 2021. So it still won't be seen as an amazing pick, but I don't think, again, it would be seen as a bust, because I go back to last year, when we talked about drafting a receiver, were we talking about the best all-around wideout? No, we were really focused, and I think the Eagles were too. They were enamored with speed and a certain role player for Carson Wentz, a certain guy that he had never had. The Eagles were obsessed with finding Carson Wentz that deep threat once Nelson Aguilar took a step down. And even when Nelson Aguilar was on the team, like they picked up Torrey Smith, then the next year they went after Mike Wallace to replace him, then it was Deshaun Jackson. Like The Eagles were always in on finding Carson a deep threat. And so that's what I feel like the Rager pick was over anything. It wasn't about taking a future wide receiver one. It was about just getting a speed guy for Carson Wentz because- Even I know at the time, Justin Jefferson was the better prospect, but Jefferson had a lot of similar qualities, and he lived in areas at LSU that Zach Ertz lived at in Philadelphia and Dallas Goddard as well. So that was kind of the focus, and that's why I don't know if he would even be seen as a bust if he doesn't become a wide receiver one because I don't even know if the Eagles took him to be that in the first place, which looking back now was a mistake to have that kind of tunnel vision on speed, but it definitely was the motivation. But with Jalen Rager, much like Nelson Aguilar, this comparison makes a lot of sense. And I'm picking it back up on today's show because Rager today during his press conference talked about how his speed in 2021 will be used a lot inside, much like it was for Aguilar. Um, I mean, you know, every offense has similarities. um, So we have some, but you know the only thing that's pretty much different this this year is just me being in the slot. And uh, honestly, I feel like it's gonna make the whole team better. And then just not necessarily me being in the slot, but every every receiver being interchangeable. So it makes us dangerous on all parts. And look, guys, what Rager just said—it makes sense. It, it makes a lot of sense why he's gonna be in the slot this year. Why Nick Sirianni wants to use him inside. You can get him way easier looks in the slot to use that speed, to move him around as well in pre-snap motion. I actually saw today in a video from one of the Eagles beat reporters, they were practicing a play where it was a double reverse and they had Jalen Rager on the end around. And so that's the kind of thing you can use with him when you're not committing to, okay, he has to be our X receiver because that can't be John Hightower. It can't be... Quez Watkins or Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey's hurt and Travis Fulgham fell off, right? So a lot of time last year, it was pretty stagnant. Rager's role, I would say. It was very uncreative with Doug Peterson. I would say complacency is the big word to focus on with what happened with Rager last year. And I feel like with Devontae Smith now being in Philadelphia, that opens things up for Rager, much like having Alshon Jeffrey in 2017 opened things up for Aguilar. It took the pressure off of him. And having Torrey Smith there as well did the same thing because Aguilar didn't finally have to carry the receiving group on the outside like he tried to, at least. It was a miserable effort, and it didn't work in 2015 and in 2016. But again, like Rager last year, the Eagles are trying to force Aguilar into a role because he was picked to be that. But in actuality, he really didn't fit that. At the NFL level. And I feel like Rager as well is going to fit more of that slot guy, that ZY mover kind of guy. You're Mikul Hardman, like for the Kansas City Chiefs, if you will. I think that's going to work a lot more. And it's, I think, a really good fit. And I'm excited to see what Jalen Rager can do in the slot in 2021. But like Rager said in that press conference, it's not only going to be himself in the slot this year it could be a slot by committee and that's what i'm going to get into coming up next right here on this tuesday edition of Locked On eagles and guys today's show is sponsored by betonline.ag betonline is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action baseball season is in full swing you have the first round of the nba playoff starting as well as the nhl ufc and mma action get everything you need at betonline.ag AG Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prepare for their runs to the championship for the Larry O'Brien Trophy or the Stanley Cup. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That is when you use our special promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. online. Your online sportsbook experts. Guys, today's show is also sponsored by the best tasting protein bar on the planet. It's Built Bar. I hated protein bars before Built Bar came into my life because now I have this soft and easy to chew. Basically a chocolate bar, it's covered in 100% chocolate, and there's so many unique flavors, coconut, coconut almond, there's nine great ones. You got the two coconut mixes, cherry, raspberry, mint, brownie, if you're a mint guy, peanut butter, brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, there's something for everybody at Built Bar, and they're a healthy alternative to your everyday snack. 17 grams of protein and only 130 calories in every bar. Go to BiltBar.com today and use our promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you're going to get 15% off your first order. Trust me, head over to BiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BiltBar.com, and you'll thank me later. All right, Eagles fans, welcome back into this Tuesday edition of the Locked on Eagles podcast. Louie DiBiase joining you talking about the slot wide receiver position. You know what I love about doing Locked On Eagles is we do five shows a week. So it really allows us to focus in on certain topics, right? Whereas if you only did one, two or three shows a week, you're like, okay, we just got to get all this news in and talk about all this stuff and a jumbled set. But since we spread out and do daily shows today, I just want to talk about the slot wide receiver position. And I hope you enjoy it because segment one, we talked about how Jalen Rager even said today, he's going to be used inside. I really see this role it just, it makes what happened with Rager, the timeline from being picked in the first round to his rookie year disaster to the now new role of being a slot receiver for the majority of the time. It is so similar to what happened with Nelson Aguilar in 2015, 2016, and in 2017. So I'm very excited to see if Rager can have similar success that Nelly did when he made the move inside. But like Rager said in his press conference today. It's going to be interchangeable. Like Receivers are not going to just be set in stone like, okay, Devontae Smith, you're the X wide receiver. Jalen Rager, you're the Y. Quez Watkins, John Hightower, you guys are going to rotate in and out at the Z, and that's it. We're going to have all three of you, two on the outside, one inside, that's it. That is not going to happen. You're going to have bunch sets. You're going to have pre-stap motion. You're going to have 12 personnel still at times. You're going to have Miles Sanders used in motion. There's going to be so many different things that Nick Sirianni does with his offense. And at the same time, even when they have a traditional slot wide receiver on the field, it's not going to be the same guy. It's not going to be just Jalen Rager in the slot this year. And I love that because they have options inside. Devontae Smith was fifth in all of college football last year in slot yards. And he also had PFF's highest slot grade of any wide receiver in the 2021 NFL Draft. Although Devontae is the best guy for the job as the ex-receiver to win consistently against press coverage... That doesn't mean you always want your best wide receiver having to take on the toughest look, right? It's why you see so many teams use their best receiver in the slot, in motion, at the Z, because at those points, you can play off the line of scrimmage, you can move around pre-snap motion, right, and then take the snap, and then you don't have to worry about being jammed at the line by a Jalen Ramsey type. You know what I mean? So you still want to have Devontae Smith in the slot at times this year. And look at Kenneth Gainwell, the fifth round pick out of Memphis at running back. He was used a lot inside at Memphis. Memphis loves to use their running backs and receivers as hybrid players at both positions. In Gainwell's receiving style, you saw it today at OTAs, it's much more like a wide receiver than a running back, right? There's different kinds of receiving running backs. There's the Darren Sproles types, with this small catch radius, right? And then there's kind of Gainwell's who they can make extended catches and you saw him last year, at Memphis, making back shoulder plays. And so you're going to want to use Gainwell inside this year with Miles Sanders on the field at the same time. And then for the same reasons, I love Jalen Rager inside and I liked Nelson Aguilar inside. You're going to want to put Quez Watkins in there as well. And so there's a lot of options, optionality in the slot. I really think it's going to be slot by committee. And if you want to go big slot, hey, You've got Travis Fulgham you can use, kind of like your Jordan Matthews, or even Dal Scotter is going to do a lot of standing up and playing inside. So you want to get all those guys' easier looks, and it's just easier when you're moving them around and putting them in different positions. So although, like Jalen Rager said today, he's going to line up a lot at the slot position this year, I would imagine it's going to be a lot of Devontae outside with Travis Fulgham outside with Rager inside. It won't just be that, though. They're going to use Smith, Gainwell, Watkins, Fulgham, Rager as well. They're going to use everybody inside. And that's exciting because they really haven't used multiple slot receivers over the last, I don't know, decade, really. It was Jason Avant for so long as your slot receiver with Macklin and Jackson as your outside guys. And then it went from Avant to Jordan Matthews and because Jordan Matthews never played outside. And then when they traded Matthews in the offseason of 2017... They moved Nelson Aguilar in there. He was their slot guy for three years. And then, you know, Greg Ward was kind of the guy at the end of 2019 and all of 2020. So this year it's going to be more of a committee and that's really exciting to me. And at the same time, it's good because Rager also did show last year he could have a certain level of consistency on the outside. Like, yeah, it makes sense why they're moving him inside this year. He struggled a lot against press coverage as the x But year two, another year away from the Big 12 where he rarely ever saw press coverage will help that. And he did show at TCU he can make contested grabs. So Rager fits more inside, but you're still going to want to use him outside at times as well and get those other guys easier looks. And and Rager did show that he was at least competent in that way. You even saw the, the ability of... Rager to go up and get footballs on Sunday Night Football against Dallas. Like, he didn't catch the ball, but I remember at the end of the game, Wentz threw him a back shoulder fade in the right corner of the end zone, and Rager played it perfectly. His body position, good body control, high-pointed it, even though he's under six foot. Like, he got up there, and he was right at the football. He just couldn't bring it in. I think there was a pass deflection. So Rager is going to be moved around as well, and that's really exciting for the slot-wide receiver position. Again, I can't wait to see how Sirianni uses all these young kids on offense this year. Even if it doesn't turn into a lot of wins, like we said, it should be exciting. Louis DiBiase joining you on this Tuesday edition of Locked on Eagles. Guys, today's show is sponsored by rockauto.com. One reason to repair and maintain your car is to save money that you can then use for other important things like the mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they're always reliably low. They're a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online now for 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or your truck. Make sure you write down Locked On in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, Eagles fans, welcome back into this Tuesday edition of Locked On Eagles. Louis DiBiase getting into the slot wide receiver position. Jalen Rager today talking about how he's going to play mostly in the slot in 2021. That's really exciting. It's exciting to know, too, that they're going to be interchanged where Devontae Smith is going to play inside, as is Kenneth Gainwell, Quez Watkins, Travis Fulgham, I'm sure, at times, too. It's going to be fun. It's a slot-by-committee approach. But since Rager will play mostly in there, how does that impact the other receivers based on like stock-up, stock-down? I think Rager being in the slot a lot this year helps Travis Fulgham a ton, but I think it really does hurt Greg Ward. Because Fulgham has a much better chance of being a consistent starter on the outside than inside if Rager was like hogging the Z position, right? Fulgham could be now, I think he is the favorite to be the third receiver on the field the majority of the time next year, especially if they need an outside guy. I think him more so, although I like Quez Watkins better of the three, I think Fulgham is the favorite right now, at least based on, you know, proven track record over Quez Watkins. And John Hightower. Whereas you look at Rager being in the slot a lot, who that hurts, it's Greg Ward. And because I think Greg Ward probably and hopefully will be seen as a luxury backup slot guy at this point. Like you don't need Greg Ward in the slot anymore. It's a good player to have if, again, like in 2019, you have six receivers get hurt. But you look at like Jordan Matthews in 2016 going from Matthews to Nelson Aguilar in the slot. In 2017, I think you're going to see the same thing, Matthews to Aguilar, same thing here with Ward to Rager. You're going to see a lot more meat taken off the bones in the slot going from Ward to Rager, like it was going from Matthews to Aguilar. And not just Rager, but again, Watkins, Smith, Gainwell, those are players that just have different skill sets. They just can make better plays, more explosive plays, different types of plays than I think the limited Greg Ward. So I think Rager being in the slot a lot, that really helps Travis Fulgham, but I think it certainly hurts Greg Ward. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this edition of Lockdown Eagles. Thanks so much for tuning in. We've got three more episodes this week downloaded into your phone. So subscribe to Lockdown Eagles on any podcast platform, and then let me know what you thought of the show on Twitter, at LockdownBirds and at L O E. As always, thank you for downloading, thank you for listening, and let's go, Birds.